Winnaker Weekly is a three-episode-in anime discussion podcast where two brothers discuss a show of their choice. The show can be anything from a current season flop to a decades-old classic. What are they going to talk about next? Who knows? They sure don't. And this is Whitaker Weekly. Let's get right into it. All right. This is our season ender, our recap episode. Mm-hmm. We talk about the last 24 episodes, episodes 25 through 49, and the animes that we watched during those mm-hmm. episodes, and uh, kind of go back and see what we thought about them. Yeah. Uh, kind of see if we if we watched more of the show to see if, it, um, if our opinions of it changed for any reason. Mm-hmm. Um, or if we stopped watching it for, for something, you know, if we, or we kept watching it. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, let's go ahead and get started. Okay. So what did we watch for episode 26? Episode 26 is one of my all time favorite comedies, Konosuba. That's right. You had us watch Konosuba. Yes. I inflicted Konosuba upon you. You did. I recall being very much in the vein of what have you done to me what have you made me do mm-hmm, now mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you've watched all of it i have watched all of it <laughs> i have watched uh, there's two seasons now is there's that right? two seasons and there's and a I've, movie that's coming out this year all right i have seen both seasons i have seen all that there is to see available on crunchyroll mm-hmm. and i'm looking forward to when the movie comes out uh, i'm very excited for the movie um i love konosuba mm-hmm. i just adore this group of terrible people getting themselves into horrible situations because mm. they're just so bad at everything right and yet somehow being able to use the that badness to overcome and overcome these challenges that they keep uh coming across i i think um one of my favorite sequences in the later seasons is um dealing with darkness and the caravan oh my gosh <laughs> yeah when i was thinking <laughs> of the terrible things that, co- that come across and that is the exact scene that came to my mind Darkness in the Caravan. So uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, for those of you who haven't seen it, but this show is definitely worth a watch. If you haven't seen it, pick it up. Did you jump in the way of my binding spell? (laughs) Because you didn't want them to attack me if I failed? No, no, that's not the reason. That's not the reason she did that. That's not the reason she did that, no. no. It looks kind of fun in that cage. Don't you even think about it. (laughs) No, it looks kind of fun in that cage. (laughs) Don't you even think about it. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Oh, Konosuba is so good. Um, yeah, so... So uh, that's definitely two thumbs up from us. Yep, and uh, as a reminder for those of you who don't remember, uh, Konosuba, uh, the premise is uh, Kazuma, this this kid, dies in an accident, but instead of actually getting killed in this accident, in, he dies in, of a heart attack yeah. thinking he died in the accident. In an effort to try to save this girl from being run over a, tr- a tractor that wasn't even moving fast enough to do anything, he leaps into the way to try to save her and dies of a heart attack. Now, it's and is slightly... told that his family is laughing at him in the hospital. <laughs> They're just laughing at the fact that he died of a heart attack trying to save someone. Uh, now, it's it's a little bit the, so, the tractor so it's, so it's moves, an isekai. The, the tractor moves at about the average mm-hmm. speed of a tractor yeah. those of you who've seen austin powers i want to say it's i can't remember which one it is but he's but, but driving he's, the steamroller he's driving a steamroller and this guy's like stop wait no. and it takes forever it's for like to... it's like a three minute scene of him just driving the steamroller and the guy had plenty of time to move but he's like stop wait and just ends up crushing the guy 
Uh, it moves faster than that steamroller. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Barely. Yeah, and he ends up in this world with a useless goddess. Um, so it's one of the great isekai. And apparently there's a chibi series coming out called the Isekai Quartet. I think there are already episodes out. I could be wrong. Yeah, I, I, I don't I, know. But yeah, it seems to be uh, Konosuba, Overlord, um, and a couple others. Real Life. Real Life. And, um, and, no, it's uh, ReZero. Oh yeah, my, my, my bad. ReZero. And then uh, Saga of Tanya the Evil. Yes, and the four of them are just chibi characters in a combined mm-hmm. isekai. Mm-hmm. Speaking of chibi characters, um, uh, there is an Overlord miniseries um, starring the Pleiadiuses, um, okay. the maids, yes. and it's freaking adorable. Okay. Fantastic. It's adorable. Um, I've only watched a couple of episodes of it, but yeah. Um, all right. Anyway, all right. The next episode we watched, episode 27. This was your pick of Oran High School Host Club. It is. I figured you got to inflict something on me that I that you'd already seen, so it was my turn to inflict something on you. Mm-hmm. 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 So what did you think of Oran High School? I absolutely adored it. Um, I thought it was wonderful. Um, and this is one of the shows where I did watch all of it after the first three episodes, uh, mostly because I knew that uh, I think around this time is when we learned that um, Funimation was splitting from Crunchyroll. Uh-huh. So we, they were going to lose the Funimation shows. So I figured if I didn't watch it now, I probably wouldn't get the chance. Right. Um, loved it. Loved the humor. Um, loved the character relationships and the, de- and the overall development of it. Loved mm-hmm. the dad. I absolutely love her dad. Um, <laughs> her dad's the greatest. And uh, he, like, her dad's a cross-dresser. Yes. And you, I don't, I don't think this is covered in the first three episodes. I don't think we meet no, him in the first three we episodes. Don't. But we meet her dad, and her dad is he's a crossdresser professionally. Professionally, he's a professional crossdresser. And like you think, okay, it's weird, but she's totally accepting of him, and all the other characters are totally accepting of him. And it's a really sweet reason why he started crossdressing. He did it. He started dressing in his dead wife's clothes to feel closer to her. And I was like, that's so cute, <laughs> you know. And he just kind of kept doing it. Yeah. Uh, um. So, I finished watching it too, but I ended up watching it on Netflix in the English translation, Mm -hmm. which was done by the same studio that did the English translation for um, My Hero Academia. Okay. No, no, I'm sorry. No. Maybe. But I I meant to say um, Full Metal Alchemist. Okay. And so, the voice actor for Ed is the voice actor for the the blonde prince. Yeah, yeah. And um, Mori Senpai, the big tall guy, Colonel Mustang. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so hearing those voices again was pretty nostalgic. Uh, uh, Colonel Mustang uh, is uh, I, uh, Travis Willingham from Critical Role. Yeah. So, yeah. So him as Mori Senpai on Netflix. <laughs> That's it's, it's so worth it. Awesome. <laughs> okay, well, I don't have Netflix anymore, so... Anyway, um, after that, it was uh, it was one of the hit shows of the season. Yep. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Yes. Um, and this is one that had uh, two cores, mm-hmm. um, and it just barely ended uh, about a month or so ago. I, I was uh, under the impression we were going to get an episode 26. That's what I thought just, as well, but, but apparently they that was their last episode. The they episode. wrapped it up. That for some reason, they wrapped it up with a recap episode. No idea why. Hmm. No idea why. I, I, as told, and you know, it's kind of funny to listen to. Mm-hmm. A bit. Oh, it is. It's funny, but it's just a very, very weird final episode. Yeah. So what they did is they introduced they the the great Sundere Storm Dragon that is introduced in the first episode gets to narrate the recap episode mm-hmm. at the very end of the season. So, yep, it's pretty funny. Yep. Um, 
yeah, it's it is it's a, it's a pretty funny recap episode. It's pretty good as far as recap episodes yeah. go. It's just a very very weird choice for a final episode. It is. That said, the pacing was kind of off for the last little bit. I have watched all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the pacing felt off. It felt like they were trying to rush through quite a bit to get to where they went. Yeah, the the actually the pacing for the entire series was very, you know, it, it bulldozed through elements of the story. I felt like they make like maybe it was. Trying to say, okay, go and buy the light novels, go and get more of it so you can have a fuller Maybe, experience of what's know. going on. But throughout the whole series, and now it got worse on the towards the end, mm-hmm. but through the whole series, it just felt like, okay, now here, this three episodes tells this story arc. And now we're moving to another story arc. And then they were mm-hmm. introduced to new characters pretty quickly, and then they just... Hmm. And, and it just rolled in and the, and just it was world building over and mm-hmm. over again. And then suddenly he's got his whole town and a country named after himself with all mm-hmm. of these monsters. And then he leaves that mm-hmm. country to go visit some kids. And then there's a story arc involving them. And I don't think I don't feel like the pacing was off until the until the end um, when it just was obvious that they were rushing through things. Yeah. Um, I felt like each little arc had enough time to fully. Um, Mostly, mostly each arc. Like there was the one where they're fighting. I can't remember what it's called, but the, the giant demon in the sky. Oh yes, that one felt very rushed to me. Like they, he was built up to be this ultimate super powerful enemy, and they beat him in an episode. Yeah, you know? they, 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 he could have been the maybe big I'm bad. Maybe just used to Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, he, he, maybe we are used to Dragon Ball Z pacing, where they would have taken the rest of the season to get. To... Have taken six episodes for a single fight. <laughs> But no, it's, it's good that it's not DBZ pacing, but it felt a little rushed towards uh-huh. the end of the season. Uh-huh. But it's a fantastic show with great characterizations. And great... I believe it did well enough to where they're planning on a, a second season. Yes. I could be wrong. Um, and I'm looking forward to a second season. I'm absolutely going to be oh, watching yeah. it when it, ha- when oh, it yeah. comes out. Oh, yeah. I hope, it... I hope that they can spend a bit more... T- I hope they get lots of seasons and they spend a lot more time mm-hmm. on each of the uh, mm-hmm. the element. Yeah. yeah. To take, take their time with the storytelling and mm-hmm. don't rush it so much. Because it's just wonderful, wonderful story. Yeah, it's true. Wonderful story, great characters. It just felt rushed at the end. Yep. Um. Anyway, uh, next up, it is uh your. It was your pick, uh-huh. and you picked Asobi Asobase. That's right. You That's... horrible, horrible man. You. <laughs> you horrible, horrible man. Asobi Asobase. It was a. Um... It's one of those types of shows where they have episodes broken up into multi-segments. There's about four episode, four mini-stories per half-hour episode. Mm-hmm. And it features these three girls who are um, absolutely horrible to each other. Wait, you don't mean, you don't mean it's normal to fire lasers, lasers out of your butt? <laughs> so I finished this series. How about so you? So did I. Yes. I could not stop watching it. Oh... Well, I think one of my favorite parts was towards the end, where the deep misunderstanding about um, the 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 evil cookies, the yeah. the occult cookies, and uh-huh. thinking like her lips turned purple. How long did you go? Did you eat one of those cookies yesterday? I have a day until I die. <laughs> <laughs> this deep misunderstanding. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, for those and, of you- and and then one of and then like I think the principal actually turns into a zombie, and he's like. Cookies. It's <laughs> in brains. I can't. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. The show is great. The show is real great. If you're if you're up for just some nonsense, go ahead and watch Asobi Asobase. It's fantastic, um, and and it's really it's really a delight if you have mm-hmm. pop culture reference knowledge mm-hmm. in Japan. 
Um, For example, like we talked about it in our episode, we did talk about there's a sequence where one of the girls um, is holding a grudge against one of the other girls. And to mm -hmm. demonstrate this, there's an actual shot where she's looking like the girl from The The Grudge. grudge. Mm -hmm. And then speaks in a demonic voice for one one word. It's like, everything's all right, huh? Yes. Yes. Something like that. I don't don't remember the exact phrase, Um, but it was... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I would recommend watching um, watching Mother's Basement's uh, examination of the opening credits really? for this show. Um, because he's the one that I watched where he... I can't remember the name of the flower um, in the opening credits, but uh-huh. it is all throughout the opening credits. And he pointed out how... like, and, and if you watch the opening credits, it seems like it's a very, very laid-back show about some girls. Yeah. And, you know, it's just their life together and things like that. And... Yep. Uh, um, but if you're watching, but if, if you are aware of what flower language is, that flower, uh, oh, 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 how did he word it? That flower, it, it's either this is a lie or I can't remember what it is now, but, yeah, but, he, but, but, but watch the, the video, watch the video. But he like it. And that flower is all throughout it. Letting yes. you know, this is not what this show is going to be like <laughs> at all. If you know flower um, code, if you know the flower code or flower language or whatever it is. Yeah. It's not good. It, it's, it's that's, not going to be good. That's fantastic. <laughs> yep. And it's, uh, we, when we talked about it, I remember we, uh, we talked about it being, you know, up there with the deception of, um, uh, pop team epics um fake oh gosh yeah fake mm-hmm. opening credits mm-hmm. they're fake opening credits or they, they they spent it felt like they spent half their budget on that gag of oh, the fake opening credits because of how nice then, it is and then every single next time uh-huh. was about that dumb show they never showed us it's true but still, I about the, he, he, mm-hmm. the, just still my favorite thing in that entire series was those clips that was happening. The, the uh, they ran into each other and the pendant goes missing and it's oh, the yeah. soundtrack to yeah, Chrono it's, Trigger. It's the Chrono Trigger and then she casts Luminaire and stuff like that. And Colors there's Lane's bell in the background. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Fantastic. It's great. Okay, next up was Zombieland Saga. Oh, Zombieland Saga. Now whose pick was that? that was your pick? That was my pick. All Zombieland right. Saga. Okay, so that was a great show and I loved the character arcs and some of the um they they it, it, you have to be paying attention because sometimes some point in episode 11 it, it there's a scene that explains why okay sakura got okay included well, in the group i haven't watched so, it yet so so go ahead and finish it yeah. up it's pretty good I, uh, the only thing that really that troubled me with it was that they didn't spend enough time on the 3D animation that they used for their dance routines. That's the way it is with a lot of anime, unfortunately. And I'm, I'm not saying that to justify it. I'm just saying that that, unfortunately, is the state with a lot of anime where they, they do very, very simple, basic 3D animation. Um, anyway, uh, well, and I just saw How to Train Your Dragon 3. <laughs> and I really shouldn't expect that level of animation from an anime, from a Japanese anime. No, I um, mean, we, 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 we watched... Um... There's a scene yeah. where Toothless lands on the beach and he gets some sand on his uh, on his wings. Uh-huh. And you see individual grains of sand. Yeah, that's, that's what can happen when you have a five-year time mm-hmm. frame to work on a two-hour movie. And Instead of a one-year time frame to work mm-hmm. on well, a 13-episode. Exactly. Um, and not even that most of the time. No. Um, but may, maybe he, an eight-month window to eight, work Eight, nine on. months to do it, yeah. But he also, like, there's also just some, some shots. Like, there's some flash, like, there's some shots of his father. 
Right. Um, and you see an angle where the sun's behind him and you see the individual hairs on his nose. And I'm just like, holy crap. <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. just an incredible movie. It's an incredible movie. Anyway. You know, yeah. And I've done, I've recently, last November, I was involved in a pretty heavily in a 3d animation rendering project uh-huh. for a client with uh, the branding company I work for. Um, and yeah, I, I know what goes into those kind of render details mm-hmm. and it's just, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. if, if it weren't for the fact that the only reason they can do things like that is because they have such a high expectation for a return on their investment. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's just um, fantastic. but, uh, speaking about Zombieland Saga again yes. I like I really wanted to watch more I just got distracted yeah. with other things and other shows yeah. that held my attention stronger some, somewhere some, it's like a one minute shot if that but somewhere in episode 10 or 11 it establishes a reason it, 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 it hints at a reason why um, okay. the manager decided to pick Sakura among all of the legendary <laughs> what's so legendary about her what makes you legendary hmm? why did I pick you yeah oh what a great show but, that's, but I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it I really enjoyed it and it was it was a whole lot of fun okay great uh, well uh, episode 31 it was your pick and uh-huh. this is uh, rewrited now this is the first Derrida who leaps through time. This is the first anime on this list that I haven't finished. Okay, I got through about ep- halfway through episode six, and it just um one of the reasons. Like now, I only just barely finished watching um what's it called um uh, or on High School Host Club in the last couple weeks because and watching it in English, I could do some of my uh, my crafting mm-hmm, hobbies. Mm-hmm. Um, while I was listening to it, because I'd already seen it before, once before, mm-hmm. uh, so I knew it was coming. But um, with Derrida, I needed, I, I kind of fell out of interest with it because it, the the pacing was kind of dragging by episode six, and I had a hard time just sitting down and focusing on the the story and mm-hmm. how things were going. Mm-hmm. I knew, um, I could tell that they were trying to be cerebral with it. They were kind of. So the the storyline is about a guy who, at one point in his life, is able to throw his consciousness into a into his own body in a previous point in time, mm-hmm. and what what's happened is during his life he, he has moments of blackouts and he doesn't know what happened to him and what why he blacked out, and that's what's established in the first few episodes. And what's established after the first three episodes is that he has the ability to throw his consciousness into those moments where he's had blackouts and try to change the course of history. And anytime he tries to change the course of history, it doesn't work for him and he bl- and he goes back to the time he was. Like, he can make minor changes here and there, but I think that they're playing on this whole uh, back to the... F- uh, it's not back to the future where you're erasing events, but there's... There is a theory of there's a theory of time travel that states if you um, if you change if you change the course of history to change the reason you went back in time to change history then that event never happened anyway it's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a mono track mm-hmm. um, theory of time yeah it's it's uh, there there's as the, opposed to the alternate timeline yeah theory. where if you make a change then it changes everything else and creates a new timeline uh, yeah those are the two main major. Uh, 
And so this uh, one's major ex- theories. This one's exploring how can you change the past mm-hmm. with the with that restriction mm-hmm. and that seems to be what it's going for and it's trying to be cerebral and it seems kind of interesting but it's one of those things where you really have to pay attention and focus and i just didn't ha- didn't capture enough of my interest mm-hmm. to do that with here's how much of my interest it captured i forgot we watched the show uh... i don't even know if it's still in my queue <laughs> Let me pull up my cue here real fast. There, there, there are a lot of more interesting things that have ended up on mm-hmm. our list this this season, and that mm-hmm. that one that one might have been the least engaging of what we've watched. Which, you know, it's not to complain about it too much. It's just we have watched some pretty amazing things this season already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have. Um. So you're checking your cue right now to see if you yeah. have seen it. No, it's not in there. Okay. I've remo- I removed it from my queue. Right. Anyway. <laughs> so that was rewrited. Derrida who leapt through time. Yep. Okay. Next episode was Planet With, and it was my pick. Okay. And uh, you can't really talk too much about Planet With without spoiling absolutely everything. You know? It's true. It's true. But I, don't, I think I only made it to episode eight on that. Okay. It was just... I mean, up to this point, and this has kind of gotten to the point where and I, I think I was trying to watch, trying to get through Derrida uh-huh. and struggling with that and was so much more interesting with Zombieland Saga and all, uh-huh. the, other, all the other shows we'd watched at this point that I didn't mm-hmm. get much further into Planet With. It yeah. is it is an interesting show that has a lot of uh, moving parts and moving pieces and um, it, it's heavily, heavy in action and there are questions about loyalty and... Mm-hmm. Different philosophies about the nature of humanity and mm-hmm. which and these philosophies are adopt these philosophies are ideologies adopted by competing forces trying to gain control of the destiny of humanity. Mm-hmm. And so and who's right, who's wrong, are they both wrong? And is there a middle ground or a third party that needs to come in and mm-hmm. and figure mm-hmm. it all out? And it's just one of the it's a very interesting dich- dichotomy in a story. Which is not dissimilar from actually how uh, Princess Mononoke was, is that there was a number of forces that were all all had their own reasons for being right, but they weren't completely right on their own, and because they were because they weren't willing to be only half right, they had to be all right. Mm-hmm. They were causing conflict that was causing uh, a uh, poisoning of the spirits mm-hmm. of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I watched all of it. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed it, as probably because I gave up more quickly on um, Derrida than okay. you did. Uh-huh. Um, but I watched all of it. I loved the characters. I loved the relationships. I loved um, the, the plot big, twists. The big cat. And the, no, obviously the big cat. The big cat was great. Uh-huh. Um, uh, kitty cat mech. Um, and then the even bigger cat. Um, yeah, it's just... A, it, I just absolutely adored this show. It just embraces its weirdness in such a fun, refreshing way. Um couple of years ago i was in a uh uh i was in a ethics and values class in college I'm and, it, sorry. and it becomes and it became very apparent as we were studying just the basic generic uh, works of various philosophers that science fiction the point of science fiction is to create a blank slate mental exercises to study philosophy um 
yeah, that uh, is one is a major use of of well, it, and that and that's something that this thing does is it does create a huge uh-huh. blank slate with its own weirdness. I saw someone that's... online saying that politics has no place in science fiction, and literally everybody else was like, "Name a good science fiction where politics wasn't the central feature of it." Oh no, absolutely. <laughs> so well, the, the point is, yeah, the point of most philo- philosophical thought is how do we build the perfect society? What is what is moral? What is right? What is wrong? Mm-hmm. How do we define mm-hmm. the things that we that is good on an individual level and on a cultural level? And politics is the adaptation of those thoughts and seeing you know what's working and what doesn't. It's mm-hmm. politics is the mechanics of philosophical thought yeah, in that regard. And, and so sci-fi is the clean slate version of that because mm-hmm. we we in our world in our world we have messy histories. Yeah. And so, bad thing. There is no history that isn't worse than it is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I'm saying, what, 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 I probably didn't say that exactly correctly, but yeah, you might we, want to clarify. We, we, prog- we, humanity progresses morally always, uh-huh. and so when anytime we look at our past, their moral compass is different and and more corrupt than our own. Mm-hmm. And so you can't judge them by that, but anytime you do judge judge the past by a modern moral compass, they're off sent, they're off kilter. Yeah, every time. So you, so mm-hmm. it's it's unfair. That's a massive pet peeve of mine when it people is. compare uh, compare uh, people where uh, they examine people and what they did under our modern day sensibilities. Right. You can't judge them by our sensibilities. You have to judge them by their sensibilities. And that's the point of science fiction is it's a clean slate wipes all that away and creates mm-hmm. new situations. One of the reasons Babylon 5 is so great is because it was able to examine um, the relationship between the Centauri and the Narns, a previous a slave race that was freed and a imperial race that is dying, culturally speaking. Mm-hmm. And But it didn't have the same baggage that human history has associated with mm-hmm. all of that and so they've created a clean slate so you can bring it out into the open bring it out into the open mm-hmm. and examine it from different areas mm-hmm. like who was right who was wrong mm-hmm. um just because they were wrong doesn't mean you're right also mm-hmm. and and that's the function that's of actually sci-fi. one of the reasons that i adore one piece so much because it brings up similar things where they can go like where you can go ahead and bring up they pretty much brought up that exact same thing yeah. with the fishmen where the fishmen are are usually enslaved Mm-hmm. to uh to rich and powerful people uh on the above world right um and you have fishmen pirates and uh slaves rising up against their owners and things like that whereas and you can it's much easier to bring that stuff um up into the open when mm-hmm. it's set in a fictional world um as opposed to you know pretty much walking trying on to, glass you're walking on glass when you're trying to do doing these, it in the real world if mm-hmm. you're doing um uh what would we call it historical fictions yeah historical fiction is walking on glass if you're not very specific about your intent mm, I, would, I would say it depends on the historical fiction you're going for sure um i know that pretty much any historian is just going to be upset with pretty much any <laughs> historical fiction that they read um but anyway um but no a planet with it's a it's a vague title, but it has a great it's a great piece mm-hmm. that I I really should pick it back up. You again. should finish it. Okay. You should finish it when you get the chance. Um. All right. Next was an old school anime that you decided to have us watch, Galaxy Express nine nine nine. That's right. Um, or three nine. I think they called it three nine. But anyway. Galaxy Express three nines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or something like that. Um, 
this one was fun, but but I didn't watch any more than the first three episodes, I think. Me neither. Um, and that's not because I didn't enjoy it. I enjoyed it for what it was. I just had more pressing things to do than dive into a classic anime. And I what, how many episodes did this thing have? Didn't it have like hundreds or something? No, About, no, not, just, that, not that much. I remember, the, I remember it being quite a few episodes. And when I, I remember browsing through the episode titles and seeing clips, and it seems like it has a narrative with a finale. But yeah. I have, but I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't go into it. I still have it in my queue because I do want to watch it at some point. Now that's one of the reasons we have an anime night is to watch these kind of shows that we can just binge through and watch mm-hmm. four or five episodes in a row. And but we just haven't had time for anime night at all recently. Okay, no pause. It's I want to go to the episode list. Come on. Videos. There we go. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Yeah, there are 113 episodes. So not hundreds, but more than 100. 113 episodes. Okay, so yeah, and we've watched... So I have 110 to go if I'm going to watch this series. Mm-hmm. So. I've got a lot more than that if I want to watch the series that I have. I have all of Lupin the Third queued <laughs> up, and I want to watch it at some point. But I just don't have the time for it. Right. Okay, uh, anyways, next. Next up, it was... Uh, Angle Moise, Record of Mongol Invasion. That's right. Now, that one had a very interesting art style, mm-hmm. as I recall. It was, uh, it, they, they seem to have this um, kind of a parchment overlay on everything to give it this older feel to yes. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of made me think maybe my TV screen was a little dirty at the time, mm-hmm. but no, it, 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 uh, it was just the overlay. Mm-hmm. Um I remember being really excited and really interested to go back to that show because the cliffhanger on episode three was really tight, mm-hmm. really, uh, really engaging. But I don't think I watched past episode four. Same. I, I haven't even watched episode four yet. I really want to watch more of it. I really do. I just haven't had time. Like my attention has been pulled. Like I'm, I'm working on the beta of my next novel. Um, yeah. Work has just gotten busier and more stressful. Um, sure. You know, and then there's the, there's the weekly shows that have been calling my attention when I do have time. And when I have a night off, you know, I just kind of want to unwind. Mm-hmm. And that's not a show that I can unwind to. So, that's fair. That's fair. So, no, that, and I that's... really, I really want to watch it, but I just haven't had the time for it. And that might be another one of the, one of the ones we have to pick up for Anime Nights to binge watch it, uh, you know. Maybe. Four or five episodes at a time and just yeah. make it happen. Yeah. All right. After that, uh, Quadruple S Gridman. That's right, that's right. And this one was this one was a real delight because they had uh, they had introduced like they had animated the monsters as if they were people in ro- in rubber costumes. Yeah, and that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was Ultraman. It was basically Ultraman with uh, yeah with mm-hmm. but but the anime featured animated characters animated in 3d to look like people in rubber suits people in rubber suits in, mm-hmm. in fact there were monsters that it was a bront like in the first episode there's a brontosaurus-esque monster that happened to have some sort of periscope ish shape in its center so its head its head was supposed to be its fire breathing mouth or something was supposed to be out in front of it but there was a clearly shaped for a person to stand inside of it too yeah yeah <laughs> it was well, great i think one of the reasons behind that is because we see later on the 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 girl with the purple hair she makes these models 
I don't know. And I... all of them are built upon a wire as if it was, and the wire is shaped like a human. Oh. So, I mean, yes, they do. They It is a very much a throwback to the classic Tohei. Um, <laughs> but, but they gave an in-world explanation monsters, for but it. They, gave, they kind of showed an in-world explanation for okay. it. Okay. Um, speaking of movie monsters, the last trailer for Godzilla King of Monsters hit today. And I got so freaking excited for it. Oh my gosh. May 31st, I will be there. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, after that, and I've, I've only watched the first four episodes of uh, Quadruple S Gridman. I think I've watched the first four. I've, maybe I've only seen the first three. I just, okay. didn't, get, I just didn't delve into that one because mm -hmm. this season we had so many greats already. Um, uh -huh. Well, and I didn't watch any more of it because, well, yes, it's a fantastic show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. But as you'll see as we go through the list, most of the shows that I have that I have finished that I watched on my own that weren't a weekly show are comedies. And I love to unroll to comedies, to unwind to comedies. Sure. So sure. and that show was definitely not a comedy. No, that show is an action. Mm -hmm. That show is a great little action piece. And so Uh yeah. It's it's a fantastic show. I just I was in the mood to have a comedy to unwind to. Yep. Alright, next up. Dragon Pilot, and it was my pick. All right. I Dragon watched Pilot. several more episodes of it. It was completely delightful, especially when they introduced the, the other pilot girls and the other dragons. Um, but I no longer have Netflix, so I can't finish it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I didn't watch any more of it, to be honest. Um, uh -huh. it was It's adorable. It's really cute. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just... I, I couldn't find the time to add that to the things that i was doing um adorable little show but yeah no i've got netflix still so we could probably mm -hmm. uh have a seat and you know maybe pick that up finish it off maybe all right so but yeah i i loved what what i saw of it i love the animation love the characters uh just as a we should probably be doing this for every show we've, we've missed quite a few of them but for our viewers for our listeners uh, um dragon pilot is this world where dragons exist yeah. um but it's up to uh so these dragons are not exploited for their powers or for or for you know nefarious reasons um the japanese self-defense force and various other countries that know about these dragons um protect them by by uh disguising them as fighter jets yes um and uh it's and dragons, dragons only are allow dra certain people to pilot them. They are incredibly picky. They will mm -hmm. bond with. They will choose who they bond with. And when they bond with somebody, mm -hmm. that person, you know, might not have as many rights as they think they do because the dragons are very picky about who they bond with. Mm -hmm. And they now have to become this, this dragon's pilot, which is kind of the the, the leading drama in the first three mm -hmm. episodes. But when they're inside the dragon's stomach, they're. They, uh, they, they are given this heads-up display that makes them feel and look like they are just floating out in midair with nothing around them except the occasional um, graphic display that says, okay, push here for this, push here for that. Mm -hmm. But they're just sitting there in this dragon's stomach, and, when they, and they have to push on his stomach walls in places to get him to do what they want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ugh, such a weird show. I loved it. Uh, anyway, um, oh, I, I remember. I do remember. Was it in the first three episodes where they discussed that there are two play? Two, like, so did he throw me up? That was not the exit you ended up taking. No. Like, yeah, they do say that something <laughs> like that. Just that was not the exit you ended up taking. <laughs> that 
poor girl. <laughs> poor, poor girl. Uh, anyway, um, next up was your pick. And this was one of the isekai that we've already mentioned because there's going to be a mini with it. Or okay. a, a chibi series with it. Yes. And this is Saga of Tanya the Evil. So, Tanya the Evil. Tanya, Tanya is a... So in our world, a ruthless uh, businessman who enjoys who enjoys firing people who are useless mm-hmm. and has no is is no sympathy for other people and is quite cold-hearted um ends up getting pushed onto the train tracks by one of the people he fires within the first five minutes of the first episode and as he's falling in front of the train a uh, some being that is calling himself god has starts having a conversation with him and uh the things that he says start getting used against him as how he's going to be, of what he's going to be reincarnated as, mm-hmm. and so he gets reincarnated as a little girl in the middle of a World War Two esque, mm-hmm. or or is it World War One? I think it's more World War One. Like it's weird; you can't really tell. I feel if I feel it's more World War One because it's, they have no man land, yeah, but they have weaponry from like World War Two. It's, it's World War Two weaponry, but World War One politics. And I want to say because. Yeah. Because there weren't Nazis, but there were the Kaiser, and there were, and there was like, the the it wasn't the Third Reich, it wasn't Nazis, but it was like the German Empire during yeah. the first world, mm-hmm. first world war that uh, Tanya seemed yeah. to be a leader of. Yeah, and she rose through the ranks pretty quickly and became, I think, a lieutenant of her own yeah. magical girl squad. And so the god who put her in that world also seems to take delight in every once in a while completely messing with whatever plans she has. Mm-hmm. And this one I did finish. This one caught my eye, mm-hmm. and I had to watch all of it because even though Tanya is this adorable psycho girl, mm-hmm. I loved the girl that she ended up, uh, you know, the, the major that ended up spending a lot of time with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, um, the, this delightful person who is following orders and doing good. Despite Tanya. Despite Tanya being evil. <laughs> evil. Um. I uh, I have not watched anymore. Um, you only I, watched I the first three episodes. I only watched the first three episodes. Okay. I really loved the first three episodes. I wanted to watch more, um, but once again, like I said, I've just been in the mood for comedies recently, mm-hmm. uh, which we will see with the next show that I picked, which okay. is Aho Girl. Ah yes, Aho Girl. It is a brief synopsis of Aho Girl. Uh, the main girl is an absolute idiot. Like Aho means idiot in Japanese. It's true. Um. She is not only did you dumber than a bag ser- of rocks. Yes. Not only did you finish the series, you started reading the manga. I've read all the manga. I'm up to date on it. And the manga is far worse at places than the show. It's <sighs> far more etchy, far more risque. Okay. Um, than it is. In, in the, they, 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 I think I showed you some screenshots. Yeah. It's you, you showed me something about, um, the mother of the girl uh-huh. Being so intent on the main guy ending up with her daughter so that she has a future and a life in the future, that when somebody else came on board, she cut a cutting board in half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's, and she's just a very, very scary person. She is. She is. But uh, I've watched all of it. Have you, how much have you watched? I think, I've, I think I managed to watch through the middle of episode six. Okay. Um, because the student council president or uh, becomes even more perverted and doesn't even realize how messed up she is. Um, but uh, does, any, does anything good ever happen to the single teacher? 
The or single she, teacher? Like, there's a teacher who's single. And oh, oh girl's trying to give her a, like, it's okay. Bananas that almost go rotten are when they're the best. No. <laughs> Nothing good ever happens to her. <laughs> no. No. She tries to cheer her up by... Uh, Aho girl tries to cheer her up by uh, showing her that she can fall in love. And she dresses up as a boy. That's right. I think I've seen this. She dresses up as a boy several more times. And they keep trying to get her to stop because they're making the situation... She's making the situation worse. Nothing good happens to that teacher. Um, she... Uh, there's a, there's a bit in... Did they do this in the anime? I forget. But she eats this um, banana. And it's a banana that's made in Japan. And she's so excited about it. She goes to the farm to uh, to congratulate them on the amazingness of this banana. But anyways, real fast. I, I think to recall, like, she runs. She runs. And she brings the cute little blonde innocent girl with her the entire time. Forcing her to run. She runs for like it was supposed to be like a five hour drive to get there uh-huh and she runs the whole way runs the whole way um but uh forgets so to drink water forgets she, to rehydrate she's an absolute idiot and she's completely in love with her neighbor um and her neighbor wants nothing to do with her he has studied martial arts and body strength and all these things just so he can deal as much damage to her as possible because he's sick of her yeah. And he is very, very violent against her. The moves that he would do, these moves would crush bones to anybody else, okay? He does not hold back. Um, and, yeah, like you said, the mom is trying to hook her up with him mm -hmm. because she wants her daughter to have a future. Well, And he's the only one who will give her the time of day at this uh -huh. point. Yeah. Even if he doesn't like her. Well... He doesn't want... He doesn't try to give her the time of the day. She forces her the time of the day upon him. Yes. Okay. Yes, she does. She's very good at it. <laughs> She's very good at it. Um, but she... Uh, in a bit in the manga... Uh, uh, in a bit in the manga, the mom finally comes to realize that this boy will never love her daughter, but what is she going to do? And the boy's just like, there's only one thing we can do. Oh, what's that? We have to abandon her in the mountains she'll be free she'll be happy <laughs> you know talking about it's like what you would do with the dog when you got want to get rid of it yeah so and then they're okay with that uh well and she's super excited about the plan and then takun that's his name takun just says to her wait no if we get caught we'll go to prison but oh no then what are we gonna do wait the philippines we'll <laughs> leave her in the philippines there are bananas down there too she'll have plenty to eat and <laughs> yeah so they're plotting on abandoning her just to get her out of their lives. And the sweetheart girl is always a sweetheart. Yes. Um, yeah, it's great. It's great. She even helps the perverted president realize how perverted she is and tries to help her appear less perverted in Takun's eyes. Okay. So, but she... But naturally, because it's her trying to help. No, no, no. The sweet, this, this is the sweetheart. This oh. is the blonde girl who's trying to help. Okay. Um, and the, the blonde girl who wears childish underwear, so she's yeah. not out to seduce him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that scene. It uh. was. Was there? I I can't remember if this was in the manga or in the anime, but one day she decides that she's going to go ahead and dress more adult-like and get some adult-like underwear. Uh huh. And guess who she runs across? The mom. The mom. And the mom's super excited and wants to see the wants to double check her underwear again and things go badly. <laughs> they go so badly. Um 
Anyway. <sighs> the show. Anyway, gosh, yeah, I watched all of it. I just couldn't stop laughing at just the absurdness of it. And I also read the manga. So, yeah, I that humor was just right up my alley. Fantastic. Oh, uh, there's a throwback to those farmers. They invite her back to the farm to convey in this... Um, in this... Uh, a meeting of farmers who are growing uh, bananas in Japan. Okay, so and they have a convention of some kind? Or? Yeah, but there's only like four of them. Okay. Um, and they have her test the bananas, and she's railing into them for being like, this can't be the best that Japan has to offer when it comes to bananas. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's pretty great. Well. It's pretty great. All right. Next up was your pick. What did I pick? Shirobako. Right. Shirobako. Now, we... we actually ended up talking about this show a lot throughout various episodes. Yeah. I finished this series and a lot of the information in it, like there, it's just one of those meta things where it's an anime about the making of anime mm-hmm. and things that can happen in the industry. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes very clear and apparent what, uh, the, the it, it's a very enlightening show in that yes. regard because mm-hmm. now I've done production. I've done, uh, film production. I've mm-hmm. done television production. Um, I've been a, a PA before and, uh, have my own IMDB page with like two credits on it or something. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, no, so I, I could tell when things were being a bit sarcastic, but things were, you know, legitimate, mm-hmm. uh, concerns. And it, more often than not, it was a very legitimate concerns being dealt with in an imaginary way mm-hmm. sometimes, or just that she escapes into her imagination to avoid mm-hmm. certain problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an episode where, um, she's trying to go out and find key, uh, keyframe artists to help her out during the middle of the Christmas season, and she can't find enough people to help do the keyframe art for this episode, and suddenly she turns into the matchstick girl, Mm -hmm. walking around with barefoot in a row, barefoot in a cloak, in ankle-high snow, like, keyframes? Keyframes, anyone? It's... Like, why? Why would you do this to me? Mm-hmm. Why would mm-hmm. you? <laughs> it's a delightful show. It I is. really enjoyed it. it I, uh, I didn't watch any more of it because if you guys listen to that episode, uh, it's because I've already seen the entire thing. Right. I watched the entire thing. Um, it's a very cute show. It's very, it's very, very, I think, insightful into the method and the process of making anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody who's interested in learning more, I mean, obviously, I, I don't want to say it's through rose-colored glasses, but it's... It's a rough industry. Animation is a rough industry to be in, especially in Japan. Yes. Um, but if you want to learn more about it, that shows a good place to start, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, it's actually because of Shirabako that I forgave um, the uh, 3D animation problems that were in uh, um, uh, the show we were talking about earlier. Oh, um, um, Zombieland Saga. Yeah, so- uh, Zombieland Saga. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I just know that you know you don't have a lot of time to work on these things. And no. Sometimes you just have to do the best you have with a mo- with a cheap motion capture studio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Um, next up, um, it was my pick, and Karakai Jozu no Takagi San, and this is um, in English that translates into um, teasing Master Takagi. Ah, or, uh, ta- Takagi. Yep. Right. No, it's not really teasing Master. It's um, Takagi is teasing Jozu is good at, so it's like great at teasing Takagi-san type ah. thing. Um, I have watched several more episodes of this, and um, 
I started reading the manga as well. Um, I really like the artwork in the manga. I like the artwork, artwork in the show. And while she teases him, it comes from a good-hearted place. It's not like it's not menacingly teasing. No, it's not vicious. It's not vicious. And she, like, it's pretty obvious to the viewer that she likes him. Yes. And she's doing these things to spend time with him. Um, like, there's another episode where he gets in trouble for talking too loudly in class, and it's her fault because she's always teasing him. And so he's punished to clean. He hits his job then to clean the science room. And she comes up and says, uh, he's like, what are you doing here? Did you get punished too? And she's like, yeah, how about this? How about we, how about we turn this into a game? Um, we'll do, we'll play rock, paper, scissors. And the person who loses has to clean a fourth of the room. We'll do it four times. Oh, okay. And she's, and right before they start, she says, I'm going to do rock. And he's like, wait, what? Oh, that's a trap. She's not going to do rock. She's going to do paper. She's going to just try to get me, she's going to try to get me to do paper. So, or she's going to, uh, wait, yeah. She's going to try to get me to, uh, do paper to cover when she's really going to do scissors. So I'll just go ahead and, uh, do, uh, scissors to, uh, to throw her off. So we have a tie. Tell her, no, I'm not going to listen to her. One, two, three, she does rock and he does scissors. <laughs> and so he loses. He ends up cleaning a quarter of the room and then they do it again. She beats him all four times. Of course she does. But she from that point on she doesn't tell him what she's gonna do so she's just really good at playing mind games with him she knows exactly what it's like and in chapter 31 of the manga i i don't even remember where i looked where i found this but i, I found this information online and i read it just to just to see um it's her in the future as a 24 year woman with a with a daughter uh-huh and she is teasing the daughter as mercilessly as she teases him. Oh. <laughs> but it's again it's good nature jibing. She's she's using the teasing to be like to be like a te teaching method uh. for the daughter so the daughter learns things. Okay. Um and uh she says that I want is daddy going to go home and she says oh I I I don't know. I hope he's going to come home type thing. At the very end of it you see daddy coming home like someone rings the doorbell and sh she uh and the girl's like, Daddy! And the mom's like, Daddy is not going to ring the doorbell like that, sweetie. And so she opens the door and it's a delivery man. At the end of it, the doorbell rings again. And she gets up and she opens the door and it's her. You see the back of the head of the husband uh -huh. holding grocery bags saying, Sorry, my hands are full. I couldn't get the I couldn't get the door. And the hairstyle is the exact same as the kid. Aww. And there's actually a sequel series where it says, uh, where the title is now his last name but it's referring to her because they're married now uh -huh. and it's about her and the daughter and he shows up every once in a while okay. so so yeah so it does it does have a, it does have a happy ending and it's okay. kind of interesting that they decided to jump uh, jump ahead to just kind of show you the future a bit so early in the manga um uh, just so what you were telling me reminded me of a scene pretty early on in um there's a show called uh, a place further than the universe yeah where the main character decides that she's going to go to antarctica and is already committed to going, and hasn't told her mother yet. <laughs> Whoops. And her mother finds out about it before she gets a chance to tell her. And her mother's, you know, cutting vegetables, and there's close-ups on the knife, and the vegetables are getting cut, and it's one of those, you know, menacing, does she know? Does she... Mm -hmm. Is that the normal way that she cuts vegetables? Is everything okay? And, uh, well, the altercation... The, the, the altercation triggers, and the mother comes at her with a ladle and she's running for the door and just as the dad's coming home he opens the door and he sees his daughter coming he sees the mother with a ladle 
And he closes the door on her, and he stays on the outside of it, and just stands there and says, I'm so sorry, please forgive me. <laughs> this is for your own good. This is for your own good. <laughs> That's and so, cute. And so your story about um, the mother teasing and uh, mm-hmm. uh, their daughter, and uh, that just reminded me of that mm-hmm. sequence. It's just so adorable. Mm-hmm. The, the dad betrays her. It's mm-hmm. like, he, he he's there he's home for the day and now he has to close himself out of the house to wait for the situation to diffuse <laughs> all right uh so that was my pick and i, I like I, i've watched a few more episodes i do want to keep watching yeah, I, it. I didn't watch any more of that one to be yeah. honest i i didn't i wasn't keen on the teasing i didn't gotcha uh, it, it wasn't my cup of tea gotcha um all right next up you picked this episode the Rising of the Shield Hero. That's right. I'm up to date on it. Uh, I watched the newest episode today. Well, episode 16 dropped I have, today. I have not yet watched episode 16. I've watched uh, everything else, though. Episode 16 dropped around 3 o'clock our time today. Yeah, so. and I was busy doing stuff at work. So And then I came here right after work because I knew we wouldn't have to watch it. We're actually recording this a little bit earlier than we usually do uh, because I wanted to go ahead and get the episode recorded and done so I can go home and just relax for the end of the night and have to, not have to worry about anything else. Um, but no, Rising the Shield Hero, watch it if you haven't. I mean, I don't know what else we can say about it. It, it is fantastic. Yeah. It, is, it It is absolutely worth all the hype that mm-hmm. it's getting. It is one of the best shows of this season. And, you know, if you're the type of person who avoids shows because a lot of other people like it, Watch or if one. you avoid shows because a few, um, because some people give some misleading information online about it, like I was doing thanks to some of the people on Anime News Network. Uh-huh. Um, like one of them gave the first episode "Kill It and Salt the Earth," uh, "Kill It and Salt the Earth" rating the lowest that they can, and it was just talking about how it gives uh, the Me Too movement, like it takes away credit. Uh, uh, credence or whatever from the from the me too movement and things yeah, like that some uh, uh-huh. th- then we just know that that's a toxic reviewer and not to pay attention yeah. to them well and i just want to go ahead and say this and it's not just that person that was saying it a lot of people were saying it yeah that's just one that comes to mind the the first edition of the light novel was published in 2013 yes four years before the me too movement ever started the author is also a woman so, so. You really don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to that argument. No. But anyways. Anyways. No, it's a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... The story arc is absolutely amazing. But the big problem I have with this show is that it gives the best cliffhangers. And then, uh, more often than not, it feels... It just goes, oh yeah, that was the cliffhanger. Moving on with the story. <laughs> and yeah. then it, it resolves the cliffhanger in the well, first minute of the next episode. And then And I on. don't... I read some complaints about the last week's episode, the one where Raftalia has the has the swords up against the guy who used to own her, uh-huh. the guy who forced her to become a slave. Yeah. Apparently, in the light novel and in the manga, she doesn't merciless uh, m- m- mercifully let him go. She she attacks him and like cuts him up and does things to him. Mm. And Naofumi doesn't do the typical well, we won't be any better than him if we do this. He doesn't care. No. No, that's there. There's some there's some stark differences. Uh-huh. The, the 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 source material is a lot darker than the anime. Yeah, and yeah. so, but mm-hmm. it's still it's a great show. Well, it's a great show, and that's just kind of a minor complaint about it. I did feel that was kind of cliched, and the guy ended up getting his in the end, anyways, which is again a cliche. Yeah. Um. Uh. 
I kind of wanted to see Ralph Talia subvert that trope. Right. So, and I kind of, I well, I should read the manga and see what it's like in the manga, though. Right. Um, but anyway, the show's great. Um, couple hiccups here and there, here and there like that. But if you haven't read the manga, you wouldn't know about the hiccups. Um, yeah. After we're done with this, I'm going to go home and watch episode 16. Yeah, we're. This is one we're keeping up on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next on the list is one that I picked, and probably my favorite rom-com of the season. Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Oh, our goddess of chaos, Chika-chan. Oh, Chika-chan, Chika-chan, Chika-chan. I showed you, there's, I, I shared with you a clip that somebody had already taken the Chika-chan. You're out of breath. I, I had to run to the drummer room and get the hat. Somebody had taken the Chika-chan dance from the end of episode three and made a Beat Saber video. Yes. Uh, beat mm-hmm. Saber rhythm mm-hmm. to it. And did their best to have the Beat Saber triggers kind of match what she does during the various it's a great little video um yeah it's so and that that a closing credit that detailed and that amazing they only used once in the entire show the rest of it was kind of that steampunk thing where kaguya jumps out of a zeppelin with the help Uh of her maid and she grows wing and she has wings on her back when um when the president uh, flies by in an airplane and, and grabs her I kind of like just how much like a James Bond opening the opening mm-hmm. credits is. So we've um, got some kaleidoscoping and. Uh, I think it's our anime memes. I could be wrong. Uh-huh. I'll have to double check with Doug. He's the one who told me about it. But some a page on Reddit had their uh, seasonal waifu uh-huh. wars, uh, waifu voting tiers. Uh-huh. Guess who the final two were? Um, Chika and Kaguya. Kaguya and her maid. And her maid. Mm-hmm. Kaguya and Kaguya's maid. I'm only, I think I'm halfway through episode six. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I got through too much more of that show. To okay. be honest, I finished it. Okay. I finished it, and I've also read a, the latest chapters for the manga, uh-huh. which is way way further ahead than where the show leaves off. Right. Um, I picked up at the climax of a big arc, uh, the school festival arc, and it's got a great ending to the climax, um, and then. Uh, the the humor in the sh- in the manga is the same as the show, so there's a lot of just jokes where like there's a narrator like Kaguya yeah. the next day comes to school I, I, she can't yeah. believe what happened and so she she like she comes to school as Kaguya Chan uh-huh. which Chika has seen only twice before in all the years she knows you, her you so she's this. super yes. excited to see Kaguya Chan the only way that this, and, and there's like a very a super specific. Sp- specific criteria criteria like she, her stress level has to be at a certain level and that and, and she the, has to be at a right... certain level of tiredness yeah. in order to come to school as kaguya-chan and she's drawn as this adorable little chibi yeah like this little chibi while the rest of her are just kind of normal size and then the president uh like they go off to do some things to, to help out kaguya-chan and then the president mentally reverts himself to where he can communicate with her on that level yes and they're then chibis and they're talking to each other and it's adorable. Someone comes in the door and it shows them as they really are kind of just like communicating weirdly with each other. And it says more of the story. Artistic license only goes so far. <laughs> That's right. Because then somebody doesn't see them in chibi form. Someone, just see someone sees them and they're not in chibi form. They're just exhausted. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's so good. Um, so, no. Um, what I've seen. Okay. So you know, there's the boy, there's the couple that keeps asking these two for advice. Mm-hmm. Well, 
I had just started the episode, the, the sequence in whatever episode it was, where the boy comes back for advice for the second time and asks to learn how to hold a girl's hand. Yeah. Um, that, and, and the conversation had just started, and that's as far mm -hmm. as I've gotten. Um, they end up going to those two for advice. Good for them. Mm -hmm. They end up going to those two for advice. It's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Pretty great. Um, it's a, I, oh gosh, it's such a great show. It's, it's, it really okay. is exactly as Gigek, Gigek described it. Two Sundetes falling in love with each other. <laughs> <laughs> two Sundetes. Okay. Uh, so that was my pick of Kaguya-sama, Love is War. Next episode 43, Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Right. And so I picked that cause I was looking for some action or something interesting to, mm -hmm. uh, to get into and um yeah i didn't watch past the first three episodes i didn't yeah. go further into it really. it's a it's a fine show i'm just not in the mood for a late 90s mecha anime sure so and it's a very it's a very specific genre that yeah ended up and becoming very popular. talking about sci-fi gundam is a perfect example of the blank slate the blank slate for political reasons. political reasons yeah mm -hmm. political morality and things like that um, Alright, next was a show that I picked, a show that I've been wanting to watch for a long time, and I enjoyed what we did see of it, but again, because I've been in the mood for comedies, I haven't really watched any more of it. Um, Captain Harlock. Captain Harlock, yes. Captain Harlock. Yes, I actually, I had, I had actually remembered seeing at least the first episode before we did the first three episodes, because mm -hmm. a lot of it was coming up familiar for me. We watched, but, the, uh, I think we watched the CG movie together. We definitely watched the mm -hmm. CG movie together, but I wanted to say I, I started... Started the anime on my own once a while back, mm -hmm. and then these three episodes. Gotcha. I had only seen the first one before, though we did mm -hmm. the three episodes in. I um, might end up doing something where I have it playing in the background while, background while I'm painting minis for D&D. Sure. Because it doesn't feel like a show where I really have to pay too close attention to see what's going on. No, it's, it's, but it's, it's a pretty well-paced, you know, The first 70s. three episodes were very, very well-paced, I felt. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good show, but again, I just... I just don't have a lot of time for things. Right. Um, next was your pick, My Roommate is a Cat. My Roommate is a Cat. So that one was pretty cute when we saw it, but again, but that one did not keep my interest. I didn't go back into it. Okay. I watched all of it. Really? I watched all of it. I, I'm a cat person. It was a cute little show. <laughs> um, I just love seeing the different, uh, seeing the human's point of view and then the cat's point of view. And then the, the cute shopkeeper that kind of becomes his friend. Yes. Turns out she adopted one of the cat's little siblings. Mm, yes. Uh, was that in the first three episodes? I don't remember. No, it wasn't. But okay. um, you, you, I think you mentioned something about it I may at have. some point uh -huh. because, um, yeah, that the uh, the uh -huh. the, fe the female shopkeep that uh, becomes his friend. Um, yeah, they, they, there was some backstory behind who was still alive of the cat's mm -hmm. family and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Yes. Yep, and. Uh, yeah, she adopted one of the siblings. Okay. Um. So that that that's good. Anyway, they uh. That's uh. I mean, there's not much more to talk about it. I mean, he comes out of his shell more and more. It's um, one of those shows that I think I ought to find time to watch with my kids. To yeah, be that's, that'd be a good one for I my mean, kids. I mean, um. So last season there was a show that we started. I started watching with my kids that I couldn't get that. Because I'm watching it with them, if I'm not, if I don't have them to watch it with me, I'm not going to progress into it. Yeah. It's one of those kind of situations. Um, was um, so uh, how to raise a mummy. I watched all of that. It was adorable. And so I, and so how to raise a mm -hmm. mummy and uh, my roommate is a cat seems to have, have a lot of similarities, uh, kind of the same vein of yeah 
yeah. uh, of like I don't know if there's like a this the adorable pet genre. Uh-huh. Um, there should be. I, there should be. There should be an adorable pet genre of anime. Crunchyroll, if you're listening, get on that. Make a make an adorable pet category. Yeah, so that anime so, so that anything that is similar to how to keep a how to keep a mummy or my roommate is a cat, mm-hmm. those that that needs its own subcategory. And yeah, the both of those are shows that I want to watch with my kids. Or the hentai prince and the stone cat. I will not be watching those with my kids. <laughs> Anyway, um, I was just saying that was they should add that to the cute animal category. No, that's... Yeah, I know, they that, should not. That's in the that category. joke. That's in the category of... Um, uh, what was it? Um, Aramanga Sensei? I thought Aramanga Sensei was a bit more etchy than... Uh, like, the name for... Yeah, yeah, it was for the hentai prince and the stone cat sounds a lot dirtier than actually what happens in the show. Yeah, it's not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't nearly come close to crossing the same lines no. that uh, that uh, Aramanga Sensei crosses. Don't f your sister. <laughs> oh, Gigik. Thank yep. you, Gigik. Thank, thank you, thank you, Gigik. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that's my roommate is a cat. Um, and then there's Space Battleship, Battleship Tiramisu. Oh, right. How much more of that did you watch? I didn't. I didn't. I watched... You, you have a thing for comedies. You t- you clearly do. And this one... Um... I only got to episode 11. Oh, yeah? How many episodes are there? Is it 11 out of 13 or 11 out of a... Out of a 26? billion. Out I'm of joking. Billion. It's 11 out of... There are two seasons. Uh huh. So twenty six episodes, fifty two. I don't. I don't think they could fill fifty two. Now, remind me. Did this? That one was a shorter episode. There are then, three right? episodes, and then they have extra episodes. It's uh-huh. only seven minute episodes. That's right. And then they have three extra That's episodes, right. and then and I ended up watching season two, two. Also has thirteen episodes. Uh huh. Three extra episodes. So it. Roughs roughly what? That's fourteen minutes for. Yeah, it's a, it doesn't it wouldn't take much to get more into that show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a silly little thing. It just uh, even as a comedy, it failed to hold my interest in the long term. Okay. So, um, was it kind of repetitive with how the jokes played out? Like it, like a little too. Extra. No, no, no. They kept yeah. introducing things. Like they introduced, uh, they introduced an evil clone of Subaru recently. Huh. Um, I didn't really feel like it was too repetitive. It just, it just kind of failed to hold my interest. Okay. Um. All right. Next up, you picked Katakuri Circus. I can't wait. I want to go back and watch more of this. Oh my I really gosh, do. So I only I. watched the first three episodes. And for whatever reason, when I go to look for anime to watch, I go to Crunchyroll same or here. Verve. And so I don't think to go back to... I am the exact same. I was thinking about that when I was yeah. making the script for today. I was thinking the exact same thing where I'm just like, I never open Amazon Prime Video to see what anime to watch. I keep forgetting that this exists, which is terrible because the first three episodes were awesome. They were amazing. Mm-hmm. And, the re- and the whole reason I wanted to watch it was because of that scene I saw on a clip on uh, Facebook some time ago where this 
where he's being bullied by these kids at school and he's just smiling and taking it in stride because nothing these boys are doing to him is worse than what he's already been through. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. You, uh, oh like, like somebody, somebody draws, children. Like they, somebody's drawing something about him being pooped on or something like that on the chalkboard. He goes, oh, you're a pretty good artist. And it doesn't face him at all. It's mm-hmm. like... I need to watch that. Yes, me too. Uh, yeah, fantastic show. For those of you who don't remember, it's made by the same guy who did um, Ushio and Tora, yes. which is another phenomenal show. Fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, Katakuri Circus. I need to watch more of that. Um, Enduro was my pick, episode 48. I have watched several more episodes. Um, it's freaking adorable. They're on summer break, and the girls were going to go ahead and just do this. Uh, they were in their own dumb fault uh-huh. in class they're talking about what they're going to play over summer break and the teacher forcefully reminds them amao chan forcefully reminds them that they do have homework they have to do um and they go to this and they decide for their for their independent study they're going to study the monsters on this tropical island uh-huh yeah <laughs> and the oh, elf okay. girl does her best to get them to focus on actually studying instead of playing the entire time. So, you know, I, the mom I, I, of the yeah, group. Yeah. Team mom, team, team mom. Stop saying that. Or, no, stop saying that. Or no, no slurpees after the game. Ah. Oh. No slushies. No slushies after the game. Ah. <laughs> team mom, team mom. Why are you saying it? It's catchy. It's catchy. <laughs> Thank All you, right. Octopimp. Endro was phenomenal. Or what I've watched of it is just so freaking delightful. Turn just turning, like not really turning the tropes on their head, showing how ridiculous those tropes really are. Is what like, it's like, doing. Yes, yeah, it's it's, that, it's it's a whole scene about her robbing somebody's house. They wouldn't even robbing their house. Oh, lucky! I found a bunch of coins. Hey, some medicinal herbs. Wow, look at this great food. And then Mao Chan, the Demon King, forces her to apologize for robbing this poor woman blind. Was it even blind? Like, weren't they watching it happen? Or? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I've always thought the phrase robbing them blind is you took everything, including their sight. Ah. So that's how I've always interpreted that phrase. Okay. So, yeah, she took everything from this woman, and now she's forcing, Mao-chan is forcing her to, like, to apologize. Like, where did you learn this? <laughs> what adventuring school did you learn this trick from? Mm-hmm. It's like, every video game ever? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously. So... Um, on the island, I will say that the elf girl remembers to bring the food. Yes. But it's all gone by the time they get there, thanks to Fi-Fi. On the uh, journey over there, you always, see, you always see Fi-Fi munching on something. And when they get there and they're getting ready to cook dinner, all the cards for the food have been used. All of them. And they show this montage of every stop they took or every scene they took getting to... The island, Fi-Fi is eating something. Wow. Uh-huh. So they end up going fishing. So. Oh, um, gosh. That just reminds me. I, I saw earlier today somebody was doing a breakdown of the of a certain style of Hong Kong humor uh-huh. and how Stephen Chow is a master of it. Uh, yeah, Stephen Chow. Just like, these, these... I'm so sad because his puns don't actually translate. And apparently he's a master at puns. Yeah. So. But it's it just, what he'll do is it... Um, the difference between an awkward comedy and a great comedy is 
the moment of the joke is the moment the, the audience realizes, oh, something's not quite right. And then a great comedy will know when that moment is and then carry on. Yeah. Where an awkward comedy will know when that moment is and not care and just keep going and going mm -hmm. and going. But then it becomes awkward. That's like Family Guy and they're awkward taking too long on a joke. Um, yeah. But they'll do no, that well, on that's purpose. Also, that's also, that's all, that's just awkward humor in general. Yeah. That, and I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of awkward humor, I think, because of that. Right. Um, but Stephen Chow but, will, 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 will hit you with a punchline and then move on so okay. fast. Okay. One of my all-time favorite movies was made by him. Uh -huh. Kung Fu Hustle. Kung it Fu is Hustle. currently on Netflix. It is currently on Netflix. For our listeners who have Netflix, if you have not seen Kung Fu Hustle, do yourself a favor and watch Kung Fu Hustle. Okay? It is comic gold. There is this scene where he's trying to assassinate this landlord lady of an apartment complex because this apartment complex has stood up to the Axe Gang. Yes. This gang that's taking over all of China. Yes. Um, they, uh, and so he's trying to prove himself so he can become a member of the Axe Gang. Uh -huh. And so he's hiding behind a box in this alleyway and he has three knives. Uh. And he throws the first knife and it it bounces. He throws it so poorly that it bounces off the ceiling of this alleyway. Comes back and stabs him in his own arm. It does. I remember this. I remember this. I can't remember what happens to the second one, but for but he, oh, no, 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 no. he's injuring himself. That's what happens. He he hands the next two to his big buddy. And if you've seen Shaolin Soccer, yeah. he's his his big yeah. friend is in Shaolin Soccer as well. He's he's one of the five brothers who yeah. studied martial arts. Um. But he, uh, he then goes to throw a knife and he throws it, but it slips out of his hand and it lands in Stephen Chow's other shoulder. Just like, oh! and then he's like, oh, oh, oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Here. How about you step forward? So you're not right next to me when you throw. Oh, okay. I'll do that. And so he takes the other knife and he winds it up and he th puts it behind him so far that he stabs Stephen Chow again with the third knife. And this time he throws it, but it hits the landlady in the head. And she's like, who's throwing handles? It's just the handle to the knife. <laughs> the he's like, wait, like, wait, handles. And then he turns and he looks and he sees the third knife in Stephen Chow's shoulder without the and he's like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh, so here's where it went. And he pulls it out. Stephen Chow goes, ah, don't do that. Oh, sorry. And he puts it back in the wound. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then they end up having this Looney Tunes style chase scene when the old lady sees them. And they just start running and like they do the their, their legs are moving in a cloud of smoke and their circle. legs are just super spinning and they're doing this cloud of smoke as they anyway. have this cartoon <laughs> style chasing. Oh my gosh, this movie is so crazy! It is so awesome. And one of the reasons we're bringing this up is we've actually seen in our feed at various anime conventions somebody people yeah. are dressing up as this landlady. People are are cosplaying as the landlady, and uh, I. Like, I'm just not as familiar with Hong Kong cinema as I'd like to be, but every single martial artist in that movie, including her and her husband, are certified badasses <laughs> when it comes to martial arts, okay? And he's doing it's this comedy just with them. filled with Hong Kong legends the entire movie. So, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, and just, oh, what a great movie. What a great movie. All right, so... Seriously, do yourself a favor and... 
watch, watch Kung Fu Hustle. Yes. Okay, it is gold. Yes. All right. All right. Now on to uh, our last anime. Last anime for this season is Key the Metal Idol. Okay. Now we only started watching this last week, so we didn't yep. have a lot of time to put more time into it. Mm-hmm. And due to the nature of the show, I couldn't watch. I could can't just watch it at a time when my kids could be walking. It's the very room. much uh, '90s anime yes, where it's, it's they're, they're anime. not afraid of showing the boobs. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'd, I'd like to keep watching it, but I don't know when I'll be able to find the time. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like it wasn't bad for what I saw. Like I said, it just yeah. it's just not my cup of tea right now. Maybe yeah. I'll watch more of it later. But it I, is it is more my cup of tea. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because you're as fluent in Japan Japanese as you are, that the comedy reaches you better. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Better does for me. Where whereas. Mm-hmm cerebral visual work is something that i'm more keen mm-hmm. on cool and so things like mm-hmm. lane and psychopaths and this well i enjoyed psychopaths i just didn't watch any more of it oh no, no I, I watched I, a couple a couple more it, episodes but, it, but never yeah, really my, got further and my problem with psychopaths was that the content of it was not something i could be watching at a time when mm-hmm. my kids could walk through the room so mm-hmm. oh Okay, uh, so that's it. That's our recap, guys. It that's is. our recap. Uh, real fast, before we go, a couple of things. R- there was a little bit of news that I did want to share, okay. and I've already backed it, and it's already smashed through the majority of its stretch goals. The Bloodborne board game really? went live today. Okay. Um, and that last email I got, they had broken 175, uh, they had broken $1.75 million for oh, the wow. board game. Um, there's only one tier if you, uh, it's either $90 or a hundred uh-huh. and the 90, the 90 is only available for a limited time. Mm. They're both the exact same awards, but if you back it early, you can get it for 90 instead of a hundred. Okay. So, early, early backer discount. Early backer discount. That makes sense. And it's, uh, uh, have, have I shown you the, the Dark Souls 3 board game that I have? Yes, you have. It's, it's, it's not made by the same company, but it's in a very similar vein from what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, yeah, it looks really, really cool. I'm really looking forward to it. And okay. uh, because I've backed it, I'm every single stretch goal, they're just including all the stretch goal stuff for everybody who backs it. So, and I've, I'm already getting a bunch of extra stuff because of how quickly the backers have, you know, smashed all of the goals. That's fantastic. Um, and last week, Critical uh, critical Role, their Kickstarter ended at over $11 million. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got the belt from the previous champions... For the most funded film Kickstarter. Oh, wow. From Joel of MST3K. He came and he gave them the belt. And it's a it's like a championship type belt. Wow. Um, for, for beating MST3K. And uh, they just kind of had a chill party uh, for the last half hour of the campaign. Um, I successfully backed, I backed that as well. I'm really looking, looking forward to... Uh, to reviewing the first three episodes on our podcast when it comes out in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that. Oh, there's got to be, like with how much money they raise, there's got to be places like Netflix or things like that that definitely want to, you know, step in at this point and help them out to finish nope. it. No kidding. Because apparently they went, they took it to multiple studios, uh-huh. uh, but nobody was interested in it because they didn't think there was that much interest in a and d based show. Uh-huh. Well, they just got proven wrong. No, like, <laughs> so, here's our market. Mm-hmm. here's our market research these are mm-hmm. the people who will watch this show oh well then okay yes so a uh, little bit of an announcement for you guys we're gonna be taking the next month off 
Yes. Um, we're going to be revamping the, the podcast, um, trying to expand the YouTube channel and things like that. So we're going to take the next month off to kind of try to get caught up on the shows we want to get caught up on mm -hmm. um, and just kind of give ourselves a break to just kind of refresh and relax and uh, throw some ideas around and see what sticks. Um, I have some ideas for our YouTube channel. Um, I kind of also have some ideas of possibly doing theme months and things like that. So it's easier for us to pick our shows sure. in the future. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we're going to be taking the next month off. So you won't have any episodes of us throughout the month of May. Um, but, um, stay, pay, pay attention for June when we, when we come back. Um, that said, I had picked out a show last week for us to watch for our next episode. But, oh, since we're taking the month off to go ahead and recoup our engines and kind of discuss some things yep. uh as i'm talking to lee he's falling asleep on the chair right in front of me um so this instead of watching it for next week um i had picked this out last week but i then i remembered that this week so was so, a recap episode so when we return so when we return we'll be watching domestic girlfriend okay natsuo is a high schooler experiencing the crushing despair of unrequited love towards his teacher hina in an attempt to lift his spirits, he attends a mixer where he meets a girl named Rui. The two sleep together, expecting never to see one another again. But fate has other plans. His life suddenly becomes more complicated when his father comes home and announces he has remarried a woman with two daughters whom Natsuko has met before. Hina and Rui. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, apparently it's a really, really good show. It's got great reviews mm -hmm. online. Um, and I am looking forward to us watching this and discussing it on our first episode back when we come back in June. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, that's it for uh, another week. I've been Andrew. I've been Lee. And this has been Whitaker Weekly. You guys have a great week.